country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show that puts country music front and center. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Sammy Kershaw joins me on the show today. We all know and love his chart-topping country songs, Cadillac Style, Don't Go Near the Water, She Don't Know She's Beautiful, and the list goes on. On June 9th, Sammy will release his first collection of new tunes in five years called I Won't Back Down. In 2008, he was inducted into the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame, and in 2010, he became a member of the Louisiana Songwriters Association Hall of Fame. My pleasure to welcome... Sammy Kershaw to In the Country. Hey, Sammy. Well, thank you there, Dave. I appreciate it, buddy. It is so great to speak with you. I have been a fan of yours since Cadillac Style came out on the radio and have loved uh, your voice and your songs ever since. Thank you, man. That's That's been quite a while ago. Seems like <laughs> yesterday, but it's been a while. It has been. It's amazing how the time goes on and the hits pile up. And you have a brand new album, which we're going to focus on, called I Won't Back Down, on uh-huh. Cleopatra Records. And when people hear the title, it sounds familiar. That is a cover of the great Tom Petty song. That's exactly right, man. That's what it is. Um, when I did, um, when Cleopatra Records called, uh, asked me to do uh, an album for them, a project for them, um, uh, they, that was one of the things in the contract that they... Uh, they wanted 10 brand new songs and two cover songs. And I was fine with me because uh, on every album, I always go back and cover a song that was a hit 25, 30 years ago. Anyway, I've done that with every album. So it yeah, fits yeah. great for me. It was, it wasn't going to make me mad at all. So <laughs> uh, I won't back down, uh, uh, decided to cut that tune. And uh, it ended up after, after thinking about it, it ended up uh, being the title track of the album because uh, the song is pretty much me. I won't back down. Well, I know what's right. I got just one life in the world that keeps on pushing me around. But I'll stand my ground and I won't back down. Yeah. 
know, when I do re, uh, re-record a song that was a hit, I don't change the music or anything like that. I just put a new vocal on it. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's kind of helped me uh, <clears throat> with with the songs that I've done, like Third Rate Romance and uh, Baby's Got a Blue Jeans On and Chevy yeah. Band. I didn't change the music. I just put a new vocal on it. And I think that's that's that equation has worked great for me. Um, I don't like when I listen to a song that was a hit. I knew it was a hit, and somebody else do it, and it completely changed uh, the the way the song sounds altogether. I fell in exactly. love with the song. It was a hit because of the way it was it was originally recorded. That's why it became a hit. It was uh, that's uh, that's people love what they heard, so that's why I try to keep it as close as I can to the original. That's a great way of putting it because we do want to hear that song and we want to hear the new artist's voice on it. In this case, the other cover you did, Take a Letter, Maria, uh, going back to, I think, 69 for R.B. Greaves. That's who right. Wrote it That's and right. sang it at the time. You know, I couldn't, uh, you know, I cut my tracks to my albums in Nashville. And then I always go down to Muscle Shows, Alabama to do my vocals. And um, I remember a week before I was going in to do my, my, my tracks for the album. I hadn't decided on the cover songs yet. I just couldn't figure out which one I was going to do. I had a list of them, but I couldn't decide on which one. So uh, the boys and I were on the bus rolling back into Nashville, and we had the satellite radio on, and that old song came on, Take a Letter Maria, on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I I looked up for the boys and said, Boys, that's the cover (laughs) right there. That's the cover. It's never been covered by anybody. And that song was out in in uh, the late '60s, and um, so I went ahead and cut it in in Nashville uh, my tracks, and then of course I went back to Muscle Shows to do my uh, my vocals. And while I was there, I found out that that song was recorded in Muscle Shows, Alabama. Oh wow! Wow, yeah. that's so cool. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that people don't know about Muscle Shows, Alabama. Uh, there's a documentary out called Muscle Shows. And mm-hmm. if any music fan needs to watch it, because they would not believe how many careers and, and, and how much music was cut right there in Muscle Shows, Alabama. Even the Stones cut there. Uh, Aretha Franklin, that's where she got her first hit record out of, uh, Muscle Shows, Alabama. Etta James, um Oh man, the list goes on and on and on. And, and Leonard Skinner, their first, uh, their first album. I mean, people don't, wow. uh, people have no idea yeah. how big of a music mecca Muscle Shows Alabama was. And and we talk about this album and songs that you've cut before. I read in in an interview, Sammy, that you won't cut a song unless you've lived it and you believe right. what it has to say. To tell That's you about exactly that. right. Well, you know, I think I think it's uh, the best way to sell a song is if you live that song, you can you can sell it to somebody, you can make it believable. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you got to remember now. I, I, I was 12 years old uh, when I started playing honky tonks and nightclubs down there in, in Southwest Louisiana. I was just a boy when I started. I started this 45 years ago, so there's not very many stories I haven't lived. You know, uh, I've done some living, my friend, um, and uh, twelve and still years got old. a lot more to go. Twelve years old. I you was a drunk do. by the time I was 14, and I was a drug addict wow. by the time I was 15. 
And then, uh, I, of course, I quit all that stuff in 29 years ago, you know. And uh, uh, so I, I had to grow up really quick. I was 11 years old when my dad died. I was the oldest of four kids, and and uh, and I was around in those bars and country music playing with a band and uh, singing, like I said, when I was 12 years old. So, And, you know, way back then in 1970, um uh, the only people that would listen to country music were 45 and 50 years and older. So I was a kid, and right. that's all I hung up, hung out with was people 40 years and older. You know, so uh, I grew up pretty quick, man. And I understand the first song at 12 years old, Sammy, that you sang in one of those bar rooms was a Charlie Pride hit, Is Anybody Going that's to right. San Antonio? Wow. That was the very first song I ever sang in the and uh, uh, the next one was Kiss an Angel Good Morning. And then the Love next it. one was Behind Closed Doors. Charlie Rich. Great songs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, at age 14, I know that at age four or five, you heard George Jones and felt the emotion in his voice had an impact. Yeah. But at age 14, you met George Jones in person. Yes. Uh, I was, like I said, I was 14. It was the first time I ever got to work with with George and uh and uh, and then we became friends, you know. We were friends for 43 years until the day he died. And uh, uh, and it was, uh, man, look, I loved him. I, I did. He was just a cool guy. And, and uh, there's a lot of things that people don't know about Jones. Uh, and uh, and if they did know, they'd, they'd love him even that much more. Um, I'm, like I said, I met him when I was a kid. And uh, I, the guy that works with me in Muscle Shows, who works in the studio for me, um, he met Jones when he was 14 years old. And we were sitting there talking one day, and and, and we we both said it almost at the same time. The thing about George Jones was, uh, when I was when I was a kid, it mattered. What if I had something to say? It was like it was the most. I just said the most important thing in the world. George Jones made you feel important, and uh, mm-hmm. especially wow. children. He made you feel like you were somebody. And, uh, man, he, he was just a cool guy, man. And, and like I said, I miss him every day. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I was able to do a, a tribute album last year called Do You Know Me, a tribute to George Jones. Uh, I, I didn't really do it for anything except a tribute to my friend, period. It's a beautiful album, and uh, people can get that at iTunes, and it's it's a great album to have, great covers on it. Do you have a favorite? This is so hard to pick of all George's hits, and there are many of them, but do you have a favorite one to sing, Sammy? <clears throat> when the Grass Grows Over Me. That's final, man. Nice. Yeah. You know, uh, I know He Stopped Loving Her Today is pretty final, but When the Grass Grows Over Me, that's final. You've been down there a while. Yeah. You've been down in that hole for a while. Uh, he stopped yeah. loving her today. Is about then. You know, he still got dirt on top of you. But when the grass grows over me, it's final. Wow, that's amazing and an amazing song. I wanted to ask you, too, about uh, your Canadian tour dates. I know that in May, the month we just passed here, yeah. you've been at a few dates in Canada. Tell me about that. What's the Canadian audience like for you? They look, man, I love them. They love traditional country music from the west side all the way to the east side they love traditional country music so i was there at the end of april for a few days with georgette jones 
we were over around uh, in the Nova Scotia, uh, New Brunswick area, uh, doing some shows. We sold we sold out every night, um, uh, and then I came back down into the states and did a couple of shows here, and then I went back up into the middle part of Canada in Saskatchewan and all that with uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Tiffin, Colin Ray. And uh, gotcha. we had five uh, five nights in a row all sold out. But people love traditional country music in Canada. And then I just got back from Canada last week uh, doing some more of those shows uh, on the eastern side with uh, with Georgette, you know. And then uh, also in, the, in, in between that time, I had about 10 or 11 days off, and all the band got to go on a little vacation and do what they wanted to do and, but I was in a studio recording, uh, producing a, a, a Canadian girl from Newfoundland uh, by the name of Mal- Mallory Johnson. This girl can sing, my friend. I'm telling wow. you, she is pitch perfect, and and she has uh, she has that um, oh good lord, she has that country soul, man. And I'm telling you, she's one of the best. She's one of the best female vocalists I've heard to come uh, around uh, in almost 10 years. We'll keep our ears out for her, Mallory Johnson. When uh, When is that album expected to be available, Sammy? I think it's going to be October. Somewhere, sometime September or October. But I'm telling you, folks, awesome. y'all, y'all, better, y'all better get ready because y'all got a new star coming out on your hands. I want to turn to a song from the new album called It Won't Back Down, available June 9th. People can get it at iTunes at that point and other music stores where available. First single, Sammy, is Grillin' and Chillin', which is it's a great song and a great title. Tell me about the song. Which I do a lot. I love to grill. <laughs> Any, I, I, if I, you know, I try to grill every day, and that's the truth. Even when I was in Canada, uh, it was really cold around, uh, well, in the middle part of Canada. It was cold over the beginning of May. Uh, even yep. some places, one place it was snowing, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I carry a grill and charcoal under the bus, you know, and uh, we we get to the venue and it was setting up and all that stuff, and I'm out there grilling stuff for me to eat later on that night, you know, and uh, <laughs> they couldn't believe that I was out there in the snow uh, with charcoal going and 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 grilling up some steaks and some chicken. <laughs> so I grill a lot, man. And uh, and uh, uh, I just love grill. I just love to grill, and I just love to grill over charcoal. I don't like gas grills. I, I don't, you know, I don't like it. I yep. like charcoal. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to cook up? Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I love Doesn't Cajun matter. food because I'm a Cajun boy. I'm a Cajun yep. chef, you know. So anything Cajun, um, you know, uh, I, I love to cook, and I love to watch people eat. That's awesome. Well, let's hear the song now, Sam. I can't wait for people to hear the first single from the new album. This is Sammy Kershaw, Grillin' and Chillin' here on In the Country. In the leaves, thought of mowing the yard, thought of walking the dog, thought of washing the car. Got a list on a fridge, almost gave it a damn. Finally 
made up my mind, so here I am just a grilling and chilling. My favorite kind of time killing. No running, just sunning and getting my fair share of fun in. Got it made in the shade with a radio playing some strikes singing old Dean Dillon and trying to keep my beer from spilling and grilling and chilling. Got some chicken and beans, got some corn on the cob, a cold cooler of beer, let me pop you a top. No, you don't need a thing, no reason to call, just drop on in, we'll have a ball, just a grilling and chilling, my favorite kind of time killing, no running, just sunning. And getting my fair share of fun in Got it made in the shade with the radio playing Some straight singing old Dean Dillon And trying to keep my beer from spilling And brewing and chilling When it's been a long week and I'm dead on my feet And I don't want to worry or work anymore You'll find me out there Laid back in my chair Just thanking the Lord For grilling and chilling My favorite kind of time killing No running, just sunning And getting my fair share of fun in Got it made With the radio playing some strange singing old Dean Dillon And trying to keep my beer from spilling And grilling and chilling And that's my guest, Sammy Kershaw. Brand new music from him. The new single is called Grillin' and Chillin'. The name of the album is I Won't Back Down. And you will uh, be able to find that album at iTunes on June 9th. And we've been talking about uh, Sammy touring Canada and being great friends with George Jones. And I know that yeah. one of the reasons this album came about, Sammy, is because people people at your shows are always asking you, when are you coming out with new music? And that's got to be great to hear from fans, knowing they want to hear new stuff. Yeah, people ask, they they ask us that a lot, uh, and they don't just ask that of me, uh, but, you know, a lot of the artists from the 90s, they ask them, uh, you know, oh, yeah. when you're coming out with something new. The thing about it is, I've still, I've never, I've never stopped recording. The problem is, we don't get played at radio anymore, see? Mm-hmm, that's so true. So we have to, we have to try to find other, other routes for people to, to hear our music. And social media is one of them, like Facebook and, and things like that and uh, and Internet radio shows and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. We have to 
we have to just try to find ways to get that out there. But you'd be surprised at how many people don't know that I had a brand new album out five years ago. There's a lot of people don't know that I had a George Jones tribute album out last day in the last year. A lot of people don't know that I, I re-released and re-recorded all of my hits and put it out on my record label. Uh, let's talk about those inductions you've had into a couple of Hall of Fames, Sammy. 2008, the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. What, what did that honor mean to you? Well, that was pretty wild, man. You know, I, I'm a Louisiana boy, and, and I, never, I never thought about the Louisiana Hall of Fame. I never thought about the, the Louisiana Songwriters Hall of Fame. I, I, I just didn't. I, I, never, I never thought that someday that I would be in something like that. Uh, um, you know, but then, uh, uh, you know, they surprised it with me. And I mean, it was, it was cool, man. I had, I had worked so, I had worked so long and, and had such a mm-hmm. big dream to, to be somebody in the country music business. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, after all those years to just be surprised with being inducted into the Louisiana country music hall of fame, uh, uh, in music, Louisiana Music Hall of Fame was was cool to me, man. You know, I, I mean, I I think every country singer would love to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, but being inducted into uh, your own home state uh, by mm-hmm. your own your own folks, you know, is pretty damn special to me. That's a great honor. And then a couple of years later, in 2010, the Louisiana Songwriters Association Hall of Fame, which is a great honor for a songwriter like yourself. How did that feel to be recognized for the songs you write? That was cool, too, because I'm not really a great songwriter. You know, I, every once in a while I'll get lucky and write one. Uh, you know, songwriting is not a, is not a, 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 a job to me, really. Uh, I don't... I don't spend as much time on songwriting as I should, um, but that was kind of nice too, uh, you know. But like I said, I get lucky every now and then, and I'll pin one or two a year, you know. And uh, so, but that was nice uh, uh, for somebody to to do that for you too. Do you have a favorite song, Sammy, that you've written and recorded? One that we would know? Oh, good lord! Um, well, let's see. There was there is one uh, called Louisiana Hot Sauce that I wrote and recorded, and it was never released to radio. But um, there was a, a HBO uh, series, uh, the Vampire series on HBO, True Blood. And one night you can go and you can YouTube it, and uh, uh, I got a phone call one Sunday evening and said hey man they just played Louisiana Hot Sauce on on uh, uh, True Blood on HBO I said well what's True Blood and they said well it's a show on HBO a vampire show I said well you know and, and I knew that they were going to run it again at 10pm so every time I hear that one of my songs that I've, I've recorded is in a movie or something I always try to go watch that part to see where they put it in the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. So I decided uh, I decided to check this thing out, and um, and sure enough, man, there's a scene where uh, this guy and his wife, and then there's another guy. They have him over for for, for dinner, and she's grilling, and they're playing 
Louisiana hot sauce for about two and a half minutes wow. on uh, HBO's uh, True Blood. And then the next day, for the next three days, my, uh, my, uh, 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 oh, my website crashed the, the next three days from be having so many hits on it. And, That's amazing. Uh, and then I watched the iTunes chart. And the iTunes chart went crazy, man, and people were downloading <laughs> Louisiana Hot Sauce, and now people think that Louisiana Hot Sauce was a hit record. Right down 
back in time for a moment sammy and uh, cadillac style the song that kicked it all off for you many many hits followed but that's the hit where we first heard you on i think i was reading that you weren't sure about that song at first for some reason no i hated it i remember <laughs> i hated the song um you know i was working um i was working for walmart i was a remodel supervisor i i i got out of playing the clubs for a little while uh because i got in a little bit of trouble uh with my wife then you know and uh so i told him i said i'm going to get out of the music for a little while but i'm not getting out for good but when i do get back in i'm gonna get back the right way well anyway i i got a call while i was working there from a guy who had heard me sing 10 years before in a club in louisiana and he remembered me and uh got in touch with me and and uh and and, and uh, i was in texas doing a walmart store there and then by mm-hmm. by that time, like a month or two later, I was in Florida doing a Walmart store there, and I ran, I flew into Nashville overnight to do a showcase for Mercury Records, and then they signed me to an eight-album deal. Don't working uh, because I had made that promise, and um, and I said, don't worry, I won't quit my job until uh, uh, I know I have something for sure. So I kept on working, and then uh, of course I signed. I mean, um, uh, I recorded the first album. I went back home, and then I went back to work at Walmart for a little while longer, and then I quit Walmart because I knew in my gut, I just knew it. I knew in my heart and soul that it was my time, and I was going to have hit records, and I was going to be gone a lot, and I was going to be missing my family. And um, so I quit the, the Walmart job, and I went back to Lafayette, Louisiana, and building houses again. So I could be with my family as much as possible. Well, while I was there, Buddy Cannon, uh, one of my producers, sent my very first. He, he was mailing songs to me in in Louisiana on cassette tapes. Okay, mm-hmm. I was still using cassette tapes, and I remember yeah. I was mowing the grass the day that the first box, the first cassette oh, that wow. came in the mail, the 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 mailman delivered. I was mowing the grass, and I remember seeing him put that little box in the in the uh, in the mailbox, and I was so excited because it was my first song, man, from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. And I ran into the house, and I put it in the machine, and I started listening, and I got halfway through, and I shut it off. And (laughs) I said, I looked at my wife then. She was in the kitchen. I said, that's terrible. She said, that's not very good, is it? I said, no, it ain't. And I called Buddy. I said, Buddy, you can't be sending me songs like this. This is not me, man. 
He said, you know what? When you come to Nashville to cut the album, we'll we'll try it. If it works, good. If it don't work, we'll move on to the next song. I said, that's a deal. And I got there, and we, we, we got there, and uh, and uh, we cut it. We laid the tracks down, and we went back into the studio, and and uh, and we're listening in the control room, and uh, and and all of a sudden, man, I, my foot was tapping, and I'm listening, and I said, I said to myself, yeah, man, that is me, <laughs> and uh, and that's how it all started, man. A song that I almost wow. did not record. Uh, Buddy Cannon, one of my producers, had to show me uh, that it was a hit record. He 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 heard it as a hit record for me when I didn't. What a great story. When we think back, what almost didn't happen, a song like that in your voice. Uh, I well, love I, hearing stories like that. In 94, Dennis Lindy, a songwriter, he had five big old hit records at radio in 1994. One of them was uh, Bubba Shot the Jude Box. And I remember one of them coming on radio one day, and I loved it. I said, boy, I wish I'd have got that record, man. And um, uh, I ended up with Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, two years later, I'm going down the road and listening to the radio. I had a wife in the truck. And uh, and that song came on the radio. I said, boy, I wish I'd have got that song. Now, this is in 96. I said, boy, I wish I'd have got that song. She said, you did. I said, what do you mean I did? She said, well, <laughs> that song was on the same CD. They pitched you two songs. By Dennis Lindy. Wow. And Buddy kept Queen of My Double Wide Trailer for you, and he let that song go. And that song was John Deere Green on a hot summer night. He rode Billy by Love, Charlene. He let that song go, man, and Joe Diffie had a big old hit with it in 94. (laughs) So, you know. It's, oh it's my crazy goodness. how some of these things happen in this business. And I oh, love man, the song. Another... I love that yeah. song, man. I wanted it so bad. And then since I've been touring with uh, Aaron Tippin and Diffie, come to find out Diffie hated it. He didn't want to record <laughs> the song. So wow. there you go. Oh, man. Love hearing the stories behind the song, Sammy. That's great. I want to talk to you about uh, another song on the album that I'm going to play. And, in fact, one of the co-writers on this song is a fellow from Canada, Gil Grand from Sudbury, Ontario, uh, along with a Texan, Adam Fears, and they wrote a great song called Groove. Tell me about yeah. Groove. Well, Groove is, uh, it's a little more, I mean, it's a little closer to, I think, I think the air about the song is a little closer to 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 kind of what some of these guys are doing today. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's not, it's not real close to what they're doing today. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, it's kind of, there's kind of a happy medium in that. But when I heard the song, I thought, I thought about what I heard was some of the stuff from, like the Motown area. So it's, uh, it's kind of a cross between Motown country and and. And I guess what what would you call it, bro country? I don't know, whatever they call in that stuff today. But it's kind of a, a, a mixture of all three in there. And it it was just a cool thing for uh, uh for me to do. It's something I had never done and 
and decided to include it on there. And, and uh, you know, on every album, we'll always try to cut something that 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 uh, that everybody's going to like something on it. And uh, yep, absolutely. So hopefully, somebody will like this song, and uh, and they'll buy the album for the song. And I think it's a great song, and I think that is indeed what will happen once they hear this song. The album available on June 9th. The album's called I Won't Back Down. This is Sammy Kershaw with Groove on In the Country. Turn off of this highway, pull this truck down a two lane, ease it on over to a dirt road. We can get close, find something on the radio, play it nice and slow with a backbeat. Got the bass in the backseat, pumping out a rhythm with a country tune, a country tune. I love the way you grow, keeping that rhythm nice and smooth. Through the gate and cut through the field Throw a blanket in the bed on the side of the hill Let me just ease that tailgate down Turn the music up loud We can hear it slipping out through the back glass On this crew car Setting the mood so we can fall into the groove Keeping that rhythm nice and smooth Nobody rocks me like you do
And that's Sammy Kershaw, brand new music called Groove from his upcoming album, available June 9th at iTunes and music stores. The album's called I Won't Back Down. That song, of course, is called Groove, which was written by Ontario's own Gil Grant from Texas, Adam Fears. Now, you've had a lot of success with love songs in your career, Sammy. That's another great one there, Groove. Tell me about the love songs you've chosen and why you think they've gone over so well. You know, when it comes to songs, love songs like that, you know, that's just like love of my life. Love of My Life ended up being a monster record for me. And I'll tell you why. See, people always looked at me as the blue-collar worker. Country singer, I was, look, I'm a carpenter by trade. I'm a heavy equipment operator, and I'm a welder. Uh, you know, I've, I've done so many blue-collar jobs, so many. And the persona, especially in my videos, puts out is that I'm just a regular blue-collar guy tough guy, mm-hmm. a man's man, okay? And love of my life worked because people were not expecting to hear a love song sung by a guy like me. Right. And that's why it worked. Um, um, and then now, you know, I think there's two or three of them on this album. And all three of them is a different way. There's one I wrote on there with uh, 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 David Lee Murphy. Uh, him and I wrote one actually while we were in Canada doing a show one afternoon. They were doing setup for sound check, and I said, "Let's go back there in that room and write us a song right quick." And we went in there and and and, and wrote a song uh, uh, called "Let's Lay Here Forever." And uh, it's it's it's. The way that we wrote the song, when you're listening to the song, it almost sounds like the girl has left him and the guy is 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 alone because his his woman broke up with him. But as you listen to the song, you find out that she's only out of town for a few days, and 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 and, and, and he's really missing her, you know. And when she gets back home. That's all they're gonna do is is lay there forever. So it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of a different a different way of uh, uh, of saying uh, a love song. You know, you kind of yeah. think that oh man, the guy lost his girl when actually he hadn't lost her at all. You had mentioned four heroes in an interview. George yep. Jones, Hank Williams, yep. Mel Street, Ronnie yep. Van Zant. We talked about George yep. earlier. Hank Williams, let's talk about him just for a moment. Sammy, tell me what Hank Williams means to you. Oh man, look, he he was he had so much he had so much country soul, but think about this what I'm fixing to say. He was in country music for what, seven years? Short seven time. years, yep. I think. Uh from the time he had his uh his first hit record to the time he died, I think it was seven years. In country music, do you mm-hmm. have you ever stopped to think how much of an impact Hank Williams made on country music in just seven years? Do you ever stop and think of what kind of impact he'd have made if it would have been fourteen years or twenty-one years? Yeah. But in seven oh, yeah. short years, Hank Williams Sr. will never die. I'm always blown away by the fact that same thing you're saying. He died at the age of twenty-nine. And yet, yep. when you hear his songs and his whole catalog of songs, you're right. That's like a 20-year, 30-year span. 
Yeah, and when you hear, uh, uh, let's say he was 25 years old, one of his songs at 25, when he sang it, it sounded like an 80-year-old singing that song. Yeah. Not because it sounded True. bad, but because he lived, he lived the stories at a young age. So, you know, yeah, he's... Uh, and, and then also a lot of people don't know that uh, uh, Hank Williams was George's idol. I think I've heard in the beginning George tried to sing like Hank Williams, and I guess those around him said he had to find his own sound eventually. Yeah. Well, I know I know for a while George Jones and Buck Owens kind of went back and forth to see who was going to who was going to end up with that style Jones had. And then right. of course Buck of course Buck settled into his style after a little while and it worked for him and it worked for Joel, uh, for Jones. Everything worked out great. Yeah. One last thing, Sammy. You talked about working with uh, Canadian artist Mallory Johnson. We're looking forward to that album that you're working on for her. So excited, all the great things you said about her. What advice can you give for someone listening to the show who's a singer-songwriter who maybe is just a year or two into it, maybe not even that long, and just is wondering how do they get noticed and how do they make great music? How do they get noticed? That's a tough one because, you know, like I said, it was 21 years before I ever got a record deal. And... um I tried every way possible to get noticed. And it was only when I got out of the business for a few months that that the dream found me. Um, it wasn't anything special that I did looking for it because I tried looking for it and never could find it. Uh, but mm-hmm. you gotta you got to dream big, man. You, you know, dreams do come true. Don't dream small. If you're going to dream, dream big because... You never know one day you're going to fool around and catch a dream. And if you only dreamed it, let's say you only dreamed uh, um, a Ford Pinto when you should have dreamed uh, uh, a uh, a Continental. Look what you missed. If you catch that dream, look what you missed between the Ford Pinto and the Continental. So dream for the Continental, man. (laughs) You know? And you got to stay with it, man. You got to be able to. You got to be able to do whatever you have to do to keep that dream alive. And also, it don't help uh, to get as much uh, on-the-job training as you can. And it really don't help if you kind of do some research and and see what real country music is all about. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. understand we need more artists. We need more artists yeah. who put out traditional sound and country. Yeah, and always respect, always respect the country people that paved the way for you to have hit records and stuff. You know, I respected mm-hmm. and still respect George Jones and Hank Williams and Merle Haggard and Tammy Wynette, uh, Conway Twitty, Ray Price, Cal Smith. I have so much respect for all those people. They paved the way for me. Without those guys, I wouldn't have the career I've had. That's amazing. And what a career it has been and continues to be, Sammy. The brand-new album is called I Won't Back Down. And I know myself, along with all your fans, are very happy that we have new music from you. Sammy, it's been a thrill to talk to you. My pleasure, man. Thank you for... You know, there's not too many people who want to talk to us old country singers anymore, so I appreciate your time. My guest has awesome. been country artist Sammy Kershaw. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. <laughs> 